Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Bo, and uh, I'm I'm okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Johnny. Sign up for theventureout.com and get productivity tips and positivity. Just two emails a week. Just one minute to read them. It's worth it. It's good stuff there, Johnny. I like the old uh, venture out. When I get my day started, I look and see what my my buddy Johnny's up to, or or what he's trying to get me interested in to get my day started. I do that. Two cups of coffee, six alarms, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so today is. Let me see. What is today? Today is January twenty ninth, two thousand and nineteen. Man, it's flying by. I know, right? Man, it's because uh, <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm just like I'm just gonna look up and be dead and be like, yep, well that was a, that was a life <laughs> <laughs> happened pretty quick. Uh, the Junto is a club. Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show is not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. <laughs> and a uh, quick uh, another plug-in. Jeez, all I do is plug-ins these days. Yeah, man. Um, our Patreon page, so patreon.com slash junto show, where you can contribute a buck or two and uh, help us do what we do here, which is deliver fantastic, uh, entertaining, soothing stuff to your ears. <laughs> so soothing. My voice has got to be easily <laughs> the most annoying voice on radio. Um, so, Johnny, what do does a premium subscriber to the Junto show get? Uh, they get access to all the previous episodes, but more importantly, they get access to a special feed of the Junto premium, which is too hot to handle topics where we really get at it. Yeah, so uh, in this week's episode of the premium edition of the Junto Show, we we uh, we solved all the problems <laughs> again. Once again, we solved it again. <laughs> Somebody brought up racism again. <laughs> Guess who? And then we had a, a long discussion about whether the origin of uh, of racism is bigotry or fear. So, do you think that. the discussion was very? Uh Good, Lance. I like that discussion. Okay. It's definitely worth a buck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd pay I'll say that. If I didn't know us, I'd pay a dollar for it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe 105. <laughs> so, so I got some uh, uh, bad news. I have a rental property. Which is good news. Which is good news. Typ- yes, typically. Yes. Typically good bad news. Bad news. I'm making money. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, sooner or later, ALCs want to come for you. <laughs> so keep it, keep it to a, I'll keep a low it rubble. Down. I'll keep it down, man. Um, so the tenant told me there's squirrels in the attic. Which doesn't strike me as being a thing that's like a you need to worry about for real. Just like throw a cat in there, you're good to go. Cats eat squirrels. <laughs> then right? you get cats in the attic. And then throw a dog. Then you swallow a fly. And you, soon you're gonna have bears up in the attic. Yeah, it all stops with a mongoose. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. Um, after the dog is a uh, Asian woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut out my laughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I call the exterminator. He comes over. And he says, "Johnny, you've got uh, squirrels and rats up there." And what we got to do is fog them out, seal up every single entry point into the house, and we do some rat monitoring for like a month or so. How much does that cost? Uh, probably quite a bit. I'm going to say 500 2000 mm, 1850 Lance wins. Bing, uh, bing, bing. Yeah. I I obviously didn't know what the price would be. How many squirrels? Like how, one, how big is your attic that it's got a whole ecosystem? Like, <laughs> it's pretty big. It's pretty yeah. spacious up there. Well, know? they get up there, they make nests, they, yeah. they chew through cables, they chew through, that's they the chew through insulation. Yeah. You know, in long oh, enough time, all, all that uh, doo doo adds up and then starts yeah. smelling and gets uh, inhumane to to live in. So, yeah, yeah. I had um, my my pet hamsters in fifth grade. Uh, Shaq and Penny Hardaway. They ate their way out <laughs> of the laundry basket I was using at the cage. You were an Orlando Magic fan back then. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> 
Oh man. So like uh Young Lance was a <laughs> it's funny that I live in Orlando now. So I was in Michigan and I was a uh tiny, nerdy, got picked on, like legit people did that thing where one guy kneels behind you and another guy pushes you over him. Oh, okay. Man. That happened to me. So like I was super uncool as a kid. And then I got the new Penny Hardaway shoes. My mama got them for me. And I got a matching hat. And I had a little outfit. And I wore them to school. And everybody was like, oh, damn, Lance is cool. And I was cool for two weeks. <laughs> Around that same time, I got some hamsters. And I named them Anthony Hardaway and Shaq. So <laughs> did the uh, Shaq hamster, like, hey, Lance, <laughs> feed me some pebbles, would you? Well, I, So they, they ate their way out of the laundry basket I was using as a cage. <laughs> <laughs> and started eating the cords of various appliances. Yeah. <laughs> and those are small hamsters, so I could imagine that a rat would do damage. I, we never found them either, by the way. Like, they're still in that house. <laughs> Sha- Shaq is still causing some chaos. <laughs> and just missing free throws and eating cords. <laughs> One was bigger than the other, is the implication there. <laughs> this is you. Oh, so, no, so I'm just like, I don't, I don't imagine that squirrels are that big of a deal. I don't know. That's. Or a problem you couldn't fix yourself, like fogging them out and whatnot. Yeah, One, I don't know that I'm cool with this mass squirrel murder that we just want to uh, no, no, gloss it over. Doesn't, it doesn't kill them. It just uh, makes them want to leave. Is that true? Is that like how when my mom told me that she took the cat to the farm? <laughs> 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 so in my family, we have, we have a little thing that we do. It's like, okay, you can seven years after you have wronged somebody in the family, you can confess that what you've done, and that person can't get mad. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, Lance, oh. I got stuff to tell it's you. Statute of limitations. <laughs> it's oh, statute of limitations in the family, yeah. and what that basically amounts to is that later on we find out that all of our pets did not run away. <laughs> 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 all right. So, um, I mean, they uh, they were given to humane homes because a uh, very caring family and Peter <laughs> was an Asian lady. <laughs> Peter, don't email. <laughs> okay. Asian so. lady keeps coming by and pick them up. I wonder if you had another topic you want to bring up. Oh, okay. So just, since we're just shooting the stuff here before we get into the first segment, I was recently back up in Michigan. Uh, I'm from Michigan. Okay. You can probably tell from my accent. Um, and it is Upper Peninsula. <laughs> it sounds like Upper Peninsula. No, it's, I'm from Flint. Okay. <laughs> um, so it uh, it's cold up there, and there's like snow and stuff like that. Cold so in Michigan. It's crazy. Well, like knock me over. <laughs> well, I, we live in Florida. That we've let that much be known, and. And so it's always pretty nice down here. And so, like, I go visit my my friends in Michigan, and there's snow on the ground, and <laughs> and ice and stuff. And I mean, I, oh, look, I'm slow, right? But I'm like, it's it's end of January. Apparently, you get ice and snow up there until until like I don't know March or something. But okay. the, the main thing that was getting me, we've gone snowboarding together. I know I know that it's cold in different parts of the country. That's not the thing. The thing that stuck out to me this trip, as I've become a little bit older, man, is that walking on ice. One, there's ice everywhere. All the, the the driveways and sidewalks are just like ice after it snow melts or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, how do old people or like people with canes not just bust ass all day every day? Like I'm I'm pretty nimble dude, and I almost ate it a bunch of times up there, and I was there for like a week. I'm just like, how does every old person in Michigan and like the whole upper part of the country just not fall? Because like once you're a certain age and you fall, it's, and that changes your life. Yeah. I'm just like, how is that not a, a huge public health crisis in, in in the north of the country of like old people falling on ice and they probably just didn't go outside right i, I mean, don't know what they do they I, move I, to florida I, like i get it now <laughs> <laughs> like well, that is why there are snow birds yeah it's because it's a legit safety issue of, of living up north when you're old i don't know i, thought I mean i think that, that actually <laughs> i think that actually makes more sense than the the uh excuse i've heard before it's just like they just say like health issues you know it's it's you know they they're tired of the cold or something like that. But really, I guess when you get to that age and 
you just don't want to fall over. You know? Yeah, you, like you fall, you'll, I don't know, kill yourself. All right, anyway, but, uh, oh, people, I'm sorry I was so rude to you for moving to Florida. I totally get it now. Uh, you're welcome down here. It's great. All right, <laughs> so aside from that, we're going to get things started with our first segment, Hot Take News. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. <laughs> okay, so uh, first thing in the uh, Hot Take News, we're going to clear up some loose ends. We got a follow-up. Uh, in a previous episode, we talked about the Fire Festival documentaries and how uh, some of the uh, the the people in the island. What you know, do we know? What island it was? They did. It's the, one of those uh, Bahamian islands. I okay. forgot the name of it was. One of the Bahamian islands. Uh, but yeah, so we talked about it last time. The local residents got screwed over because uh, Ja Rule and, and uh, Billy McFarland. Why you gotta say Ja first, man? Huh? Because that's gonna be the topic <laughs> of today, man. That's the follow up right here, oh, man. man. Ja, ja, ja ain't do nothing wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, man. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, there was a. Uh, on the on the side of the good news, there was a GoFundMe page that raised one hundred sixty thousand dollars for those Bohemian uh, people. Damn, that should have been a good news for this week. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> should, maybe I should have ended on it. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that 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 was fantastic. The problem though was Jaw Rule got on Twitter and he started going on a rant after all these fire documentaries come out. And he's like, dude, I had nothing to do with it. You know, I I I was also sucked in, and you know, and I and I was misled I'm a too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, more, it's more like. Yo, your boy Ja. Damn it. In 95, I had such a good job rule impression. (laughs) So I was going through Twitter a little bit, going through some of his tweets. And one of them, he says, like, hey, um, please help out this lady I've never met, Marianne Rowley. She's the caterer on on the island. And, like, there's a whole slew of stuff that uh, people respond back saying, "Uh, Ja Rule, you can help out by paying for what you should have paid for, right? But then he would be like, it's murder on my credibility. <laughs> but the, the problem was, in his tweet, he said, please help with this lady that I've never met, right? And everybody started putting these screenshots of pictures because in the documentaries, there's clear pictures of him with the lady talking. You see, you see Ja, just, ja uh, grew up in a time, he, he, he became famous in a pre-Twitter, pre-receipt timeline <laughs> era where you could just do whatever and you wouldn't get... And people didn't have phones. So he's now coming to terms with this thing where it's like you say something and then everybody can play back the video in HD of you <laughs> contradicting yourself. So, Anyways, <laughs> I, I, I was pretty um, not knowledgeable of Ja Rule ever since his uh, popularity back in the day, but I'm officially not for him. And uh, we all should uh, dismiss him from the public eye. Ah, poor Ja why do you defend the guy? The guy is a horrible guy. He just screwed over a whole bunch of Bahamian people. I haven't seen the documentary yet, so <laughs> I'm still coasting off of. I was a, a fairly big Ja Rule fan, and so, so was I. Him and um, what's that? Uh, the duet song with that girl. He did a bunch. I don't yeah. like that Ja Rule. That's the Ja Rule for Johnny. I like. <laughs> I like that's, uh, true. that's true. Fake Tupac Ja Rule. <laughs> so anyways, boycott Ja Rule and everything he does now, and just give him some man. A lot of lives going to get changed by that Ja Rule boycott. <laughs> a lot of behavior going to have to really change. Woo, it's going to be a tough one for people to avoid. Okay, uh, next topic. Let's see. There is a luxury space hotel slated to open. In 2021, I I personally, I follow space stuff kind of closely, and I wasn't aware that we had the technology to send people and furniture (laughs) into space by 2021. But there's a company that claims that in just two years' time, and for the low, low price, I'll let you guys guess the price. They're going to be able to uh, send you to the Aurora Station, the world's first luxury space station hotel. How many nights? 
Uh, let me see. Is it per night, I guess? Yeah, when you guess per night. Let's just say the, the entire trip, the experience. You, you'll be there less than a month, more than a day. All right. So to get you up into space with this thing that they uh, have. Uh, uh, I, 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 I got a couple more questions. Does it include breakfast, like those those waffle makers? Uh, no, you get uh, dr- uh, freeze-dried uh, peaches. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do the Yelp reviews of that. Do I have to reuse the towels or do I put them on the floor? To um, indicate that I want them washed. There's a tube that hooks up to your genitals, and that is how you excrete everything. <laughs> well, that that price is worth it alone, my friend. <laughs> I need that. I need that technology now. <laughs> it's it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what do you guys uh, think that the old? Uh, oh man, it's a twelve day space. It's twelve days. Twelve days. Okay. So two million. Okay, Johnny says two million. Well, are you saying? I'm, okay, I thought we were doing per night. Right? No, 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 no the, 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 for all twelve nights now. Oh, all 12 nights? Um, I'm going to say $5 million. Okay, well, you guys need to uh, get your own fire festival started, make some money, because it's going to cost you $9.5 million. All right. Also, it's not going to happen, and it will kill you. And also, uh, I don't know what they're talking about there, because if this thing isn't already built, there's no way they're getting people up there. Into- <laughs> they don't know. The general yeah. public don't know that. Well, the, all they have to do is make a lot of money, and then be like, oh, actually, yeah. it's going to be 2025. This yeah. is the fire festival of space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> millennials, <laughs> mi- millennials don't know that. The U- U.S based space technology startup Orion Span is saying they do it in two years. But it's there's a reason why it's right after the Fire Festival. This is this is a legit Fire Festival for I don't know, uh crazier rich people. Richer people. Did they just say in the name Orion Spam? Orion sp- span. Like oh, time span. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh ten million dollar trip, blah blah blah. I don't know. It's it's not gonna happen. And it's on CNN. CNN travel. Like it's a real thing. Fake news, CNN man. <laughs> yeah, I know right. So we'll see how that goes. Keep an eye out for uh was it so? Who's a uh, space job rule going to be? <laughs> Probably Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next topic. Oh, uh, let me see. Uh, back to my normal t- normal tone. The Supreme Court upheld uh, the Trump administration's ba- ban, partial ban, on trans people being in the military. Uh, it was a five to four decision. Look forward to a lot more of these five to four decisions. Mm-hmm. Just um, giving conservative activists whatever thing they want. <laughs> Uh, so it wasn't like a full ban on trans people. It was like, um, I think it was, it was a weird thing. It was like, if you're already trans and out, you can stay in the military. If you're trans and out and don't want, uh, reassignment surgery, you can stay in. But like, if you had reassignment surgery or something like that, there was a whole lot of little caveats to, to, to the decision and it was weird, but it's just another step towards uh, discrimination. And I don't think it's a good thing. All right. Let me see. Oh, while I was up in Michigan, (laughs) I saw that, um, so there was uh, the Los Angeles teacher strike that just ended, and they got uh, extra funding and also bigger class sizes. And there was a, uh, a news article that said that Michigan saw... S- smaller class sizes. Yes. Did I say bigger? You said bigger. <laughs> Sorry. Smaller <clears throat> smaller number of students in classes. But then I saw that uh, it said Michigan saw a 30% drop in education spending while I was up there. And I was like, why are we cutting education funds for people? And I'm just like, it seems like every couple of months there's a different... Is it being offset from another fund that's just not disclosed? Like, for for instance, I've heard um, how states with lottery systems, you know, the lottery f- proceeds goes towards the education system, and then the lawmakers will say, you know what, since we got the lottery revenue coming in, let's cut the education funds, and that's where the problem happens. But is lottery money still being spent on education? It is, but yeah. it's being masked now, masks. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, well, like, I, I mean, I didn't... Like, the, the education fund should remain solid, and, and the lottery then, adds on to it. Yeah, that was the original as, way you sold it. They sell right. it. They say it'll add on to the education right. fund. And then lottery funds come in and they say, oh, well, we have enough money in the education fund, so cut we don't the education. To cut the education. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in that in that 
That, that's what happened in Florida. So. Yeah, yeah, well, in that framework, are you saying that overall the funding for schools is steady, higher, or lower? I don't know that, but it goes against the original intent, um, yeah. intent of the lottery system to add on to the educational funding. Yeah, and and not you know, not, not supplant it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Maybe you can. You know. Uh, I don't know if you'd want to rely on the whims of people buying lottery tickets to fund education, you know, year by year, you know? Oh, that's why I buy a lottery. Okay. Well, Just to help the education system. I buy lottery so I can quit hanging out once a week with you losers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey, I haven't won yet. Oh. Cut that out. <laughs> I still haven't won. Uh, no, nah, but it said that basically the article I read said that the uh, drop in education spending was due to big tax cuts in, uh, in Michigan. And that seems to be like when we talked about Kansas or is it Oklahoma? It's one of those states. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. It was because of big tax cuts that, that they're doing yeah. at the state level, and yeah. then they no longer have money to properly fund uh, the education system. By the by, I don't know if you followed it, but the Michigan education system is trash. Well, in Detroit and Flint, in the two biggest, two of the mm. biggest cities in, in uh, the state. And, and let's be honest, if, if we won the lottery, we'd be doing this full time probably. Sure. <laughs> Come on. I'd be doing this, this like, be... from my jetpack via Wi Fi. <laughs> sure. <laughs> From the space Re- station. Remote location. <laughs> Lance is over. Yeah, no. He's at the fire festival. From, from the Aurora. He's going over to the Aurora span. <laughs> Orion span. He's hanging out with Ja Rule. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay then His only friend. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Ja Rule friends. I think I'm probably older than him, which is a sad thought. Anyway, um, the okay, my last story here. I was reading this article from uh, Jack Dorsey, the one of the founders of Twitter. I guess the CEO yeah, of he is. Twitter right now. Apparently, he also is the CEO of Square. The uh, credit card processing company, you've used them. If you've ever ate at a food truck, yeah. you've paid with Square. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, he's got, he's the CEO of two giant companies. So good. he should write the book on time management. But anyway, he was uh, saying how he, he uh, was hanging out with Mark Zuckerberg. And apparently Zuckerberg was on a kick where he only ate meat that he killed personally. And how yeah. does Mark Zuckerberg kill his goats that he feeds to his house guests? Shoots them. Uh, with a laser gun. <laughs> Uh, said that Does he uh, cook it? Is he, he's like, hold on, fresh meat. <laughs> I don't know what that Facebook tech has, but if he's, once you get a couple billion dollars, apparently you get a goat killing laser gun. Oh. So it's a giant oven you kick it into, <laughs> like Sparta. Well, I was thinking of that uh, <laughs> that giant fryer they had in uh, The Simpsons where he fried a whole bull. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Okay, but well. that sounds like you know useful for a certain kind of person. <laughs> the Zuckerbergs of the world. All right, so what, what do you got, Bo? Uh, so we have uh, two things. Uh, there was this guy uh, in the refuge down in, um, this was on the news uh, not too long ago. It was in South Texas. There was a refuge and he, during the shutdown, they went out there with food and water and they drove out there and let these, uh, I don't know, almost like uh, life-saving stations, right? Like near the border? Near the border. This uh, is in the border, right? Oh, okay. All right. I've heard about this. Yeah. And so what they did was they let these out there. Uh, it's a giant desert area and they drive back. And I, I don't know if they couldn't get permits because of the furlough. I was trying to find that out. But essentially they uh, got arrested and they have a possibility of jail time, although they're probably just going to get fined or something like that, mm-hmm. where you know they're going out and doing something humanitarian. So, so they're, then, they're, ba- they're they're putting food and and provisions out for immigrants who are making the long treacherous yes. journey from Central America 
into America through miles and miles of desert that kills people routinely. Yep. And so they provide they they drive out there and then give them food and water to so as to avoid them dying. Yeah. So I think they had uh, their organization. It was uh, no more deaths, I believe. Uh, I think they said it was like 140 deaths a year happen mm-hmm. uh, on this uh, uh, stretch of desert. And then so the. Trump administration finds out that people are out well, it there. Wasn't, I don't think it was. I don't. You know, if you have some, they get arrested, and then the judge says, "Okay, you broke the law." I, I hate to, to characterize that as the Trump administration. Well, it's the federal government. Yeah, it is the federal government, right? So it's the Trump administration. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that, but, but it seems I like mean, it seems like when it's a positive light, we say the federal government, yeah. but when it's a negative light, it's the Trump administration. It's just it's just some guy uh, yeah. who has too much power down in Texas, being a complete, you know. Yeah. Well, they're following the lead of. Of the probably of the you know they're higher ups as well, so they're being charged with what like aiding and abetting a criminal. No, they're so they went into um, basically a nature preserve and they drove where they shouldn't have and they uh, didn't get a permit to place things right. Uh, littering, yeah, kind of like <laughs> it's more like littering. It's like you know breaking and entering kind of thing or like trespassing. It's more like a trespassing kind of. Uh, I saw a thing where they're getting charged with aiding and abetting a criminal. Uh, let me see. Okay. But yeah, so so what do you think about that? Do you think that should be a thing that we're expending? One should it like these these people heroes or villains? Should they be in jail or should they be uh, on the news as a, as a as a good story, good Samaritan story? Well, vigilantes. I, I think I think there's I think there's two things to this, right? That's so, a vigilante. So if if you as a person do something good, uh, but you kind of like okay, so there's a uh, cultural artifact, right? And this has value to us all. And then you, in the name of doing something good, go over there and, you know, start putting graffiti on it or something like that, trying to raise awareness for, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, sex trapping or something like that. You go, hey, you know, that's a problem, but you could have just, like, asked us and we could say, okay, put up a sign near it, you know. And so I'm, my my hope is <laughs> that they just get fined and then, you know, they will work with uh, this... Uh, you know, federal park or something like that. So they can do these things. But I, I don't know. I, I hope that it's not just like the federal park is like, ah, stay out of here, crazy people. So I've seen videos of, of border agents taking the but provisions. This, this shouldn't be border agents. This should be like park rangers and like... Well, I, I don't know that every part of the border is a national park. Like, I don't even well, know. Well, not every works. part, but like if you go into a national park, right, mm-hmm. a border agent is going to come get you. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, the both, parks on the border. They both might have jurisdiction there. Yeah, they might. Yeah. So, if the yeah. parks on the border. Yeah. But I've seen so I've seen videos of uh, border patrol or whatever finding these provisions that are left out there to again to stop people from dying in the desert, yeah. and they pour out the water and they kick the <clears throat> the stuff over and destroy it, mm-hmm. which is basically saying I don't know, like, like we, we would rather you die than come here, and that, that that's horrible. And these people should be. I'm glad you brought it up. They should be called out for that. That's. I don't know. It's not murder, but it's, it's it's not good, and it shows the kind of mindset that some of these people have. Yeah, and I, and I kind of wish it was something like, you know, I I don't know. I, I maybe I have a, I'm an optimist person. I'm a glass glass half full. I I don't want these people until the border to be, patrol agent kicks it over. Until the border, <laughs> well, but I kind of wanted it to be something like, you know, if the border patrol agent has has gone and he's picked these bottles up before, and they're like, oh, this is actually. A hot spot, a full of full of bacteria or something like that. And that's yeah. not what they're doing. Well, no, but I mean, you know, like it, it would be something like this is the kind of thing that I that I kind of wish these groups and the border patrols could actually work together. on. But yeah, but they they're at cross paths. Well, I don't think they're at cross paths, though, right? Well, you can see from the evidence that the one people are trying to help the people get across or stop them from dying, 
and then the border patrol people who are doing this and it's not all border patrol agents yeah but it's the ones that are doing this they are doing it in order to make it more difficult for these people to come across the border and at the risk of them dying yeah i don't know i just uh I, I just don't want people to be I just don't I just don't think I just could never put myself in a position where it's like oh you know like okay if you go up to the is that, is that what this means is it means I'm a bad person because I am so quick to believe that people are this evil <laughs> <laughs> and you guys just won't accept it and I'm just like no I would do it <laughs> so why don't you why don't you believe that you would do it I wouldn't do it well what do you mean you go over there and, okay you wouldn't but no, I, I wouldn't do it but it's like you since a, a theme of the show is that I'm just like these people are out here and they're doing this thing for the worst possible reason and then Johnny and Bo are like nah it's probably something else and I'm just like it is not that and I'm just like why yeah. am I so willing to believe it and then not you two well because because I think that you know if you I were meditate to go, if you go if you go up to <laughs> the sure. north right and you go out between like the woods uh, and there's uh, what is it called like a, a mountain or something like that and you you'll go uh, far distance and you'll come across just like a, a hut in the woods. Mm-hmm. And this house is full of like um, life-saving supplies, right? And what it is meant for, it's meant for if you're out stuck out in the woods and you come across this like a rescue station, yeah, yeah, yeah. you take shelter in there until, you know, rescue either comes or the snow dies down and you can get back down. It's like these uh, last, last chance shelters or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, for some reason, I don't think the people that are up there putting those things you know, up in the mountains are completely different than the people down on the desert, you know? And so I would... Well, yeah, you've got a very, ki- you got a very kind heart, Bo. That's yeah. a very al- altruistic <laughs> human society way of thinking. But yeah. clearly, um, people think in terms of borders and, yeah. you know, mine and yours, and there's not enough for everybody oh. here, so... They're scared. Yeah, Fear. so Fear. I'll say uh, very, very sad, very sad yeah. story. Okay, what else you got? Man, why, that was why, it. why are you going to end us on a downer, man? Yeah, Come right. on. I know. I was looking for like a weird story I couldn't find one. Come on. <laughs> you set up a couple Google alerts for like a uh, dog bites man. <laughs> Wait, man bites dog. Uh, alligators is a good one for Florida. And uh, things like that. <laughs> All right. Okay, so and and for good news, a reminder that uh, the Bahamian lady who got ripped off by Ja Rule got uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in her GoFundMe and uh, Fire Festival won't be back until 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by the Junto Show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, buddy. I'm gonna get, I got Kylie Jenner cubby. We got uh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> okay, and uh, and that's the hot take news for all of us here at News Center Four. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. We'll be right back after this. Hey, welcome to the back to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I hope that I spark joy with you. <laughs> I am Johnny. I am the one that sparks your joy for Lance. And I am Bo. I am one with the universe. <laughs> okay. So we have a very special philosophical segment for you guys today. Full of philosophy. <laughs> Excuse me. So I just recently finished a book called Winners Take All. And it was... um Life-changing. <laughs> written, um, by, written by Johnny Wynn. <laughs> it was more affirming than... Life-affirming than... than than anything else but it had a lot of uh interesting data and perspectives yeah so so the general uh, thesis of the book is that the and this is the thing that we've i've brought up a couple times before like with bill gates and the rich people who were like fixing the roads instead of there being enough tax base to fix the roads okay the book's main premise is that the masters of the universe the billionaires and the millionaires who are selling like the bill gates of the world bill gates big foundation billions of dollars and he's out there trying to make the world a better place right yep yeah 
Okay. I think he's doing actually a pretty good job, right? Right. That's what he wants you to think. So Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so 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 let's make sure Lance is not for Bill Gates, but is for Ja Rule. Okay. Got it. Go. Yeah. <laughs> he's using his excess billions of dollars. It, How dare you? <laughs> to 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 do good things for the world, you know. But he is personally directing those things in a very undemocratic way, which is fine as far as the system has. You know, it's better that he do good things in the world than not. And then Bill Gates and uh, the rest of the the Davos crowd, the the millionaire movers and shakers who shape our policy and the shape the world. Really, they are shaping it in a way that benefits them. Or that will not harm them. So, like when when we talk okay. about solutions to the climate change or to the big issues of the world, the it's convenient that the answer that comes out is typically not tax millionaires and billionaires and then use public funds to to fix things. It's more like if we use a market based solution in order to uh, enable this private company to develop a new technology that'll take carbon out the air, and then who owns the private company that takes carbon out the air? Some other millionaire, or some other billionaire. And so it's basically the people who already have rigged the system then take their influence in order to make us only see solutions that don't take their money away from them. Like uh, like uh, Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, who's now putting his name in the hat for president. Yep. And yeah. I like I like the comic strip. <laughs> yeah, well, he uh, he's more of a bean than a peanut okay. <laughs> peanut guy. So he, he's saying that uh, the, the wealth tax that uh, – the new progressive uh, candidate, I mean, politicians are trying to say okay. is not the solution for the problems that ail the country. And it's like, okay, it's funny that you, a billionaire, have a real problem with taxing billionaires to fix things. And so, basically, the the the, the, the thesis of it was the only solutions that the the power brokers are allowing us to see are solutions that will not impact their pocketbooks for real. Well, I mean, I don't know if I could say okay, so. Obviously, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if you are a billionaire, does that automatically make you a power broker? I would say, in some sense, in some sense, yes. I, I, don't, I maybe the power may be a little overplayed, maybe a little underplayed. Right? Does it make sense that a person looks out for their own self interest? Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. At the expense of the world? Well, you're, you're it still like, makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. You, you are going to look if out you're selfish, for yourself. If you're selfish. Not the no, you're world. going to be selfish no matter if you have $100 in your bank account or $100 billion. Not I, me. I, I'm not saying I not agree saying. whatsoever with it. I'm just saying it's but, completely understandable. Yeah. I'm not saying I agree. Yeah, It's if, understandable for human nature. If if you say, hey, this person does something for the self-interest, and you say, what? You know, I was like, right, well, that makes sense. You know? Yeah, until you put the at the expense of the world part on there. Well, yeah, but if you, if you are doing something, if you're shaping the world to... Okay, so if you're shaping the world to benefit yourself, that doesn't automatically mean you're doing it for the expense of the world. And for the person who's spending the money to make the world a better place, you obviously don't think of it as you're doing something as the expense of the world, right? So Bill Gates right now is, uh, man, I'm trying to remember what his... Uh, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, right? Uh, and like infant mortality uh, kind of stuff in... Dirty water. Dirty and water and stuff like that. And he's like, okay, you know, instead of... A million babies dying a year. We're down to two hundred thousand babies dying a year, and then he doesn't. He doesn't go. Well, I'm doing something at the expense of the world. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with that, you know, saying yeah, he's doing something bad. No, it's it's, and that's part of the marketing of the power brokers is that they would rather you they they want you to think that them taking their money. <laughs> this is this sounds pretty socialist, but them taking their money and deciding what to do with it is better than the government having 
you know, some portion of the of their money through higher taxes, and then us, the people, through our elected officials, determining the what people. happens. With the people, what happens with the money? Okay, so I, like I, like I understand that as a and then, and then at the same time, they're they're simultaneously arguing for more and more tax cuts. Like we said in the, in the hot take news, uh, Detroit can bar- I mean Michigan can barely fund its schools. Every other week, there's a new school uh, I mean teacher strike because there's not enough tax revenue for basic functions. Domino's Pizza is paving the roads up north because there's not enough tax base for stuff like that. And then at the same time, we're st- we're cutting taxes on millionaires and billionaires every day to the tune of a trillion dollars, like last year. And then Bill Gates, with his billions of dollars, is making you think he's a hero, while him and his and his friends are arguing for lower taxes on themselves. So hold on, hold and on. then giving back a pittance of it to, in the form of you know good stuff or whatever. But it's like they, <laughs> or whatever <laughs> he, yeah. he he pays a billion to to yeah. fix African. I mean to to fix some part of Africa and make himself look like a hero when he should be paying two billion in taxes and 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 benefiting the entire world. In a way that we well, just, he not, just in benefit oh, the U.S. No. They're, 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 well, the U.S. gives foreign aid too, and he would, and most of his yeah. money would go to U.S. military, right? Okay, let's say you're. <laughs> like, a billionaire, I feel right? like there's a lot of things wrong with that statement. There, yeah, right? there's a whole thing. So, okay, but it's basically whole, an no. argument for democracy or against democracy. Well, no, it's okay, not, let's, not at let's all. say not let's say you're a billionaire, right? Well, you're he, a billionaire. He's arguing to. I mean, these people are arguing to lower their taxes. Okay, I, I think you, when, no. When you say they, you're lumping in a lot of group of people together. Are you saying Bill Gates? I'm, I'm saying the, the you're min- saying they exactly. Saying the you're saying you're, you're lumping in all these billionaire rich yeah, people billionaire and casting them in a negative light. Bill Gates is at Davos right now, um, saying that there shouldn't be a, the top marginal tax rate of seventy uh, percent, like we had in the fifties when America was great, when we uh, when we built the infrastructure of the country that we've been neglecting for the last fifty years. Okay, so as far as okay, so I kind of and and I kind of struggle with this, right? So I think that it's ethically. There isn't a inherent evil in having a lot of money, right? So if you say, "Oh, they should they should be taxed seventy percent," you know, you know, I, I go, "Okay, well, they're probably taxed too low, right?" But saying that seventy percent is like minimum for something that should be taxed, I go, "Okay, th- that doesn't seem like that's not a moral question to me." You know, if you if you as if you as a society, democratic society, have uh, a list of expenses, then the taxes should reflect those expenses that should be the moral thing it's not like you're not being taxed enough because you're not being taxed enough right yeah can they be taxed more yes is there something wrong about being filthy rich no 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 i'm trying to get filthy rich i don't think it's right like uh, some of some of your more progressive people are saying that it it is immoral to be be a billionaire but it sounds like that's what you're saying right now or at least that's the uh, point of argument you're trying to make right now you're saying that that billionaires as a class are trying to undercut the and do something evil do and 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 you know, do something, you know, immoral and wrong. Well, to the extent that they are actively trying to, well, I don't, yeah, and, and it, think it, about it, like, like you're a billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. And you think that America has spends way too much money on uh, military stuff, right? And um, not even that. Maybe the the uh, bureaucracy of it all is wasting so much money. Yeah, and you say yeah. I don't want to, I do not want to support the military industrial complex, right? Yeah. And guess where that's my taxes go? They go to the military industrial complex. So if I can take a billion dollars and I can do it to something that's completely charitable, right. well, that's probably more money that of that my of my tax money that would actually go to those yeah. charitable. But I, what, I, what I'm saying is that those, those same people they. Use their their influence to lobby Congress to lower their taxes, not to lessen the military industrial complex. Yeah, right. That, and that's why taxes went down and military spending went up when the when in the last Congress. Sure. Okay. So I'll buy into that. Sure. So the yeah. the argument it, right. is so like um 
is, is that one it, too much stuff is being underfunded right now like i said the schools yeah, are underfunded. i would agree with that yeah. the, the bridges are falling apart and then at the same time we're cutting taxes on on the richest people in the country yeah i don't think you're gonna find us arguing against that yeah okay. I, so, I would say that there's, and they're there's probably two that. different wrongs but i don't know and they're pushing for it yeah all right so okay so let's move past that so let's focus this on an individual person now let's say a person it's a systemic issue hold on now, let's say a person is making only 100k a year or let's say 150k a year right mm-hmm. so this person is making 150k a year clearly doing pretty good mm-hmm. in american standards they can probably give more probably could why don't they they're not required to by law but sh- but in the same vein of argument if the super rich should give a lot then the well off should give some yes of course yeah so let's make sure we cast his eye on everybody not just the super wealthy well, but the, also also the people who are doing the, well the, enough to say, hey, we should look that, at them and say, hey, how come you're not donating to charity more often, man? Well, no, and, no. A, and per, and a, person that, that, a person that makes $150,000 a year is probably making it through through wages, which is being taxed at about uh, 40%. But a person that has $10 million is getting charged probably from capital gains at like a 14% rate. Remember when Mitt Romney was running for president and they said that he paid an effective 14% tax rate where his secretary paid 25%. Look, I, I totally get it, okay? What I'm trying to shift the conversation towards is, let's all agree the super rich should pay more. We all agree on that, okay? All, all I'm trying to hone in as well is the individual person should take a look in the mirror and also ask themselves, am I giving enough? Can I live with how much I'm giving? If the answer is yes, okay. Yeah, it's but if, if you're going to cast a stone on somebody else without looking in the mirror first, there might be something there. But there's also a difference between the living expenses of a person in society, living off of a hundred thousand dollars, even a hundred thousand dollars, and a person living off of ten million. I totally agree. I, I, again, so, so like, all, all I'm saying, like that, that's all one fair percent points. to a ten, to one percent to a fifty thousand dollar person is different than one percent to a ten million dollar person. Yeah, all, I agree. All I'm saying is, you can't spend a hundred percent of your time uh, chastising the super rich and not at least spend one percent of your time looking yourself in the mirror and saying, "Hey, am I doing enough for my own society?" That's all I'm saying. I give away this podcast for free. <laughs> Except for your Patreon, people. Except the Patreon part. <laughs> yeah. They help us. Okay, so, so do you understand and, my and point? That's all, yeah, yeah I, I agree with your yeah. point. I, but, but all I think, I'm saying is, too, we should take a look at it. Every person should take a look at themselves. Yeah, but, but I think this kind of this kind of conversation, or at least it, it kind of highlights a part of this um, uh, thing that uh, whenever you know people tell you, say, okay, tax is super rich, this tax is super rich, people hundred you know tax people who make 150k a year. Well, again, so like the 70 percent. The thing that's in the news, it's a 70% marginal tax rate. On the and super I, rich, right? And I believe that's on uh, every dollar above $10 million. So when you couch it as $150,000 or whatever, like that's very different than what the actual people are proposing, which is 70% on every dollar above $10 million. Yeah, so so I think this, you know, I don't know, maybe this conversation doesn't highlight this or not, but the exact number of what is effective or what is the amount of money that you should give to society is never going to be agreed on, right? It's never going to be agreed on, even probably within this room yeah. or something. I like think that. it's something you just got to look inside and say, can I live with what I'm doing? No, it should be a thing that we vote <laughs> no, on. No, it's a thing we should look at other people and chastise them for. No, we as society should vote on it and then change our laws so that they're more just and equitable. Like, I'm just saying, like, billionaires are immoral to the point where... <laughs> well, no, no, you can't say billionaires are immoral. <laughs> no, no, to the, to the point where there are, are bi- people with billions of dollars out there, more money than they could ever do anything with, and also people who are starving and dying, and also these people who have all of these billions that they don't need are also fighting to lower 
their burden, their 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 uh, contribution to society. They're saying I have w- more than I need, and also I should be giving less while people have so little. And, uh, that is immoral. And I'm saying I totally agree with you, Lance. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta hear that, okay? I agree with that, and let's right. move on from that and say I disagree. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I no, we agree. I agree with that point. And what okay? is the, where's the disagreement? There's nothing. There's okay. no. I'm shifting the topic to another one and saying, hey, the person who makes 150k should also look in the mirror. Is treat it as a separate topic, okay? And, and, and what are you topic. saying that person should do? Should look in the mirror and just say, hey. Am I doing enough for my own society, my own community? Are you saying they should pay more in taxes? I'm just that's that's just a simple question right there. All okay, right. Yes. I, well, I'm all for. W- it. Would you agree with that statement? I think everybody should be doing more to care for their fellow man. Fantastic. Everybody. Fantastic. That, that that that's what I was driving at. And I and I think as a whole, we don't do that enough. I know I don't do that enough. I'll be I'll self admit that. Okay. We we don't. I don't look in the mirror enough. And say, hey, can I do without this amount of income? Yeah, probably. Do I donate it? Probably not enough. I donate money. I donate specifically to children charities. Ah, man, you got squirrels to but. take care of, man. You can't just be donating money. You got to kill these squirrels. <laughs> I should probably donate to some squirrel fund, probably. I know, right? Uh, go to Chippendales. <laughs> go see the Chippendales. Uh, okay, let me see if I can wring a little bit more out of this here. So um, another thing that, that uh, the author of the book mentioned was um, uh, Andrew Carne- Carnegie. Uh, in his time, he was very much one of these, uh, the rich people should determine what happens with their money as opposed to the people because the people uh, can't be trusted. And if you go to, I believe it's Pittsburgh or it's, it's somewhere up north of Pennsylvania, okay, like where the Carnegie Institute is, everything up there, he's got like uh, museums and all kind of streets and mm-hmm. uh, Carnegie Hall. He, he basically <laughs> built, every, not every building in that city, but like there's so much of his philanthropy that you can see. It's like Hobby Lobby. In, in the city. So he's definitely like one an, an adherent to, I will keep my money from the government and then do things myself. And he wrote an essay where he uh, he basically said that, uh, look, rich people are going to happen. Uh, and it's better that rich people decide what to do with their money than the republic does. Um, the best uses to which surplus wealth can be put have already been indicated. These who would administer wisely must indeed be wise for one of the serious obstacles to the improvement of our race is indiscriminate charity. He was like, he basically said that if anybody that was worthy of getting charity wouldn't need charity because they would be rich too. <laughs> like Darwinism <laughs> to a degree. Yeah. And that's basically the philosophy that a lot of these uh, private jet types are uh, dealing with now. Well, let me play devil's advocate just for the sake of this argument, just to make it a little more interesting perhaps. Uh, let's say Elon Musk has that boring company, right? <laughs> so he's trying to radically revolutionize the way we do mass transportation. Yep. What's going on with that? Right? Look at that. So... So the choices are give Elon Musk, this uh, highly innovative genius type person, to give a crack at, at solving this mass problem or give it to the government system to fix it. Who would you trust more to fix this problem? I would trust Elon Musk more. Because you put it into the federal or any governmental system, they're like, well, let's fix all the potholes. Let's just think one, one step only, you know, whereas Elon Musk can think 10 steps forward. And really change the game and maybe give a permanent solution to things. So I think there are times where you need to put it in the hands of a highly creative person. Yeah, but at the same time, he's basically you're basically saying that the government should be subsidizing his private company. Sure. Okay, I'm um, down for that. If I if I so if as part of my tax money, 
they decided to give it towards somebody like Elon Musk, I, I know it's, it's going to get super difficult to pick and choose who the winners are and that kind of thing. But I'm just saying in this Cylindra. context, right? Like, yeah, I'll give the money to Elon Musk. Yes, I think he can actually... I, I'd rather take a 1 in 100 chance that he would fix this problem as opposed to giving it to the government system where it's just going to be potholes forever. Well, That's all it is. Potholes and maybe a road that takes 10 years to build. And yeah. At that point, it's going to be overrun with traffic yeah. already. I'm, so, so it, it, like, that's fine. I'll find, find it good Like once we fix the potholes. Yeah. No, because you never fix all the potholes. That, that's the problem. But I it, think you need to take the gamble and say, you know what? I'm going to set aside some money no, here no. and suffer the potholes over here. Fix the potholes. You no. have to fix the potholes. Nope. <laughs> like, well, I mean, like relying on the random generosity of some crazy eccentric billionaire yeah. versus actually fixing day-to-day problems for people is not the way and, to, to and, run a government. And what I'm saying is 95% fix the potholes, but let's say 5% for the highly innovative solutions. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm for 94%. Gov- I'm, for gov- I'm, for, I'm for government grants to allow innovative people, like government grants for solar power, for solar energies and whatever. I'm, I'm for that. I'm for uh, transportation grants and all that stuff like that. But you lose me when you say that we should just let people skimp on paying a reasonable amount of taxes so that in the off chance that they might do something good with their excess I'm billions. not saying that whatsoever. Okay. I'm not saying that whatsoever. Let's be clear on that. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm saying if a rich person decides to go try to solve a social problem, go at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I've yeah. never said anything against that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying? Well, I don't know. Oh, sure. what? what? I mean, fine. Look, Elon Musk, uh, I think, is more of a good guy than a bad guy, but he's on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I I still think that, you know, the taxes should be in line with the revenue or the, the expenditures of the government, right? So if you've... The, and there's there's kind of two things uh, that you have. You have a democratic society that wants to develop, you know, a society that we all want to live in, right? We want certain things, right? We want to be able to, you know, have clean air, clean water, and all that kind of stuff. And now, there so, are things, slow down, snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there are certain things that you kind of say, like, okay, if I want to live in this community, I want this community to be built a certain way. And so you have certain expenditures that come along with it. You say democratic there, what do you mean? You mean democratic party or democratic? Democratic is as in we are a part of the same society, democracy, right? right. We're all voting for these things. Um, So we want these things, right? And so our tax revenue should be in line with the expenditures that go along with that, right? Roughly. Yeah, roughly. So if if they build a road, they should make sure they have the taxes that go along with it. There's a counter thing to that, that democracy is uh you know a person a person in power a person in office can promise anything right and get any proposal passed right we can all eat free and not work right so it's a law passed we can eat free and not work right i mean you're kind of you know i mean that was what the ancient romans were worried about yeah so and that's why they made a republic instead of a democracy yeah so you can you can you know something like that could possibly pass and then all you but you know that if if you if it was a law that it would be very you, irresponsible to pass it a would be, huge deficit, like tax cut yeah, on billionaires that would, would do nothing but would just give them money, like and, like, and like universal health care. Well, not like universal. I'm just saying, like no, universal for that. universal housing, universal food, universal, right? So, like, you don't you don't have to work. You get universal food, studios, universal studios, <laughs> universal theater tickets. You know, you get movie pass. You get all the movies you want. Right? Movie pass. Yeah. So, <laughs> hook line and sinker. But, <laughs> but you kind of know that if you give people something for free, they're they're going to take it, right? They're well, it's not free it. though. It's paid for by their taxes. <laughs> yeah, but but they but you say okay if you now you're saying if there's an abstraction between what I pay uh, at mo- at point of service and then and then what I uh, I'm just trying to say expenditure can outpace revenue 
Yeah, for sure. Right. And so that's a that's a real problem. So there has to be some sort of mechanism that says no we can't pay for we that. We can't we shouldn't it's irresponsible. And that's why we have for. a republic and not a democracy. Because the, the the mechanism that should stop people from being irresponsible should be our elected officials being or, wiser or, than the populace. Okay. Or or the fact that you have roads with potholes is because you've you've built up too many roads in your city and you don't have the the, the revenue to no. actually pay for it. Okay, well, and I <laughs> and guess then, I, I would argue that the reason that we have potholes that we can't afford is because we continually erode our tax base. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So I could say it's it could be both things, right? If your tax base is set for you know ten million, and then in five years they're like, we have this this grand you know road system that we're going to build in this the city, and everybody goes, great, finally, this the city's going to expand out. We're going to have all this stuff. And then ten years later, the roads are costing you know five million a year in maintenance, and then you don't have the revenue. Like, what are you going to do? The roads call, are going to go. You, you call Elon Musk. You call Elon Musk. No, Papa John's. You, you raise <laughs> Domino's. Papa John's. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, you raise revenue. Like it's 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 not that complicated, but people are acting like it is. Like you raise. I mean, you don't. It's not that complicated, but I'm just saying. But, there, but you can't some, just some, infinitely raise revenues yeah. either. At some point, you say, you know what? We can't build every road there is, and you're going to have yeah. to. What's the what mechanism means. for stopping? That is not the problem. I will. That is not the problem. I would say that's not the problem. You get, it's a straw man argument. That is not the problem. You, well, is that a straw man argument? It's a straw man argument. We're talking yeah. about infinite roads. Like the problem is not infinite roads. The problem is that there are billions and trillions of dollars off offshore. People are uh, paying less in taxes than they did. In the most prosperous time in America, yeah. and yeah. and they are continually pushing yeah, man, for you, further and further tax cuts. You keep they, bringing these facts up and stuff, man. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about the look, ideal situations here. Yeah, well, I'd, ideally, I yeah. mean, I just want to talk about a guy that sings that he wants a brain. <laughs> That's all I want. You know, we should make the roads out of uh, yellow bricks <laughs> and, instead yeah. of a uh, pothole cement <laughs> or whatever. All right, so the book is "Winners Take All" by Anand. Gira Dahadas and I, I recommend it highly. It uh, you know, it, it's going to be a discussion that keeps coming up more and more with your your Anastasia Ocasio Cortezes, uh, your your Davos uh, World Economic Forums, and as more and more of our, I think I saw something that like uh, there's thirty people in the world that have as much wealth as like the bottom fifty percent of the entire population of the, of the country of the planet. And I'm like, okay, that type of inequality is an issue. In this book, winners take all is a good primer on part of why that happens and then how they're selling that to you as a good thing. All right. And that's uh, our philosophical segment. Hope you liked it. Hey, welcome back everybody to my favorite section because it uh, makes me feel so happy. <laughs> it's the pop culture. Pop into pop. Hey, I'm Lance. And I'm Bo. And just in case you guys still don't know our voices, you know, our dedicated diehard fans. <laughs> 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 All right. So in our pop culture segment, we talk about all the best in media. So what do you guys got? Well, since you mentioned best in media, I guess I have to start off with Geostorm. Hey! <laughs> Starring Gerard Butler. <laughs> I suck- I got suckered into this movie. Um, started watching it half an hour into it. I was like, oh, this is horrible. Super believable as the world's m- most intelligent scientist, Gerard Butler. <laughs> so, so, so you saw it? You know I saw it. It's Geostorm. <laughs> I used to drive a Geostorm. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say Adam this: <laughs> it uh, it brought it back right at the end. You know, as as ridiculous as it was, it it still gave you that good that that good feeling. Like, yeah, you saved the world. Your daughter's proud of you. The girl you met is now in love with you. It's fantastic. Yes, F- fantastic. That's the word you want to go with. You no, put your credibility. I'm, I'm gonna take that back. It is 
Okay. <laughs> there you go. I think Geostorm is tailor built for a guy with a funny taste in movie in big dumb movies like me, and it was bad. Well, <laughs> it was okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild Awards were recently. Oh, the Film Actors Guild. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Ball <laughs> and Eric Ball and whatnot, and uh, the. Uh, I'm seeing the Screen Actor Guild Awards, the uh, movie Black Panther. Uh, let me see. We got um, Ryan Coogler won some awards. I can probably figure out exactly which, which awards. But Black Panther won big, and uh, I'm very excited about that and proud. Also, I think in the, in the meantime, Black Panther got nominated for freaking Best Picture at the Oscars. So I'm like, shout out to that. I'm uh, putting all my money on Black Panther, buddy, and we're rioting if it doesn't happen. So look out for that, white America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's coming back to theaters for a little while, too, so. Yeah, I'm going to walk on the set and get the get the award. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so in my uh, corner of Netflix reviews again, <laughs> I like to bring you. I, I saw a movie called uh, Io, named after um, uh, the moon of Jupiter. I was like the middle of oh, an airplane. Io. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Io. Yeah, yeah. starring um, uh, the Falcon from the Avengers movie. Yeah. I watched about fifteen, like about, about about ten minutes of that movie, and I was just like, I can't get into it. I just can't get into it. But Johnny so, does the work that you're yeah. not willing to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <He> powers through. <laughs> I take this <laughs> job seriously, guys. Get your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony so, Mackie is the Falcon's name. Yeah. So the movie is just, I, th- I believe, just shy of an hour thirty minutes. So it's a, it's a shorter movie. And I feel like the only problem was we call it a movie. If this was like an. <laughs> <laughs> it's miscategorizing yeah. a thing you should enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's actually just words and it's book. <laughs> like, like if this was like a Dark Mirror episode okay. of say like a, an hour long or something. Dark Mirror? Mm? Black Mirror. There you go. Black Mirror. <laughs> a dark Mirror. There's a show called Dark Mirror. It's a, it's a mirror Anyways. dimly lit. Yeah, so if this was an episode of Black Mirror, I'd be like, fantastic. This is a nice, succinct story uh, that has a little... Look, a little twist, maybe a little sci-fi element to it, and it's good. But when you build it as a movie, a feature movie for an hour and a half, I'm expecting something more, and I'm afraid I didn't get that something more. Hey, so that might be a legit life hack for Netflix, is instead of putting out so many crappy movies, they should put out a bunch of great to okay three-episode TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd probably do that. And the reason I couldn't Unrelated, get Unrelated, not connected. Yeah. TV show, yeah. I would say the reason I couldn't get into that movie is the premise of the movie. The first couple of minutes, I was just like, I was like, I can't, I just, I can't believe that. You know, I can't even believe the reasoning behind it. What's so the premise? The, the reason they went to Io is because the Earth became so toxic. So they went to a planet that was essentially like uninhabitable, completely uninhabitable mm-hmm. to get a place away from a place that was uninhabitable. They, oh, yeah. yeah it's like they just, they could have stayed there. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the first part is definitely believable that yes. uh, we yes. ruin the earth. Like, yes. yeah. but 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 that's not the main point of the movie. Anyway, I know. That so. is, I heard it, that and I was just like, it's kind of like a misnomer. They they should have not named it Io, anyways. But anyway, so yeah. that movie again, probably not the best thing out there. But I did the homework for you all, so okay. there's that. I will say I would recommend watching the movie called Polar, starring uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, that's out. And Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. I heard it's like um, uh, John Wick, but with a different guy. Yes, it's it's, it's it's like John Wick, right? So, know what you're getting yourself into. You're getting yourself into a awesome movie, a action flick, non-discriminant violence, lots of nudity and some sex scenes in there, just yeah. for the heck of it. You know, I don't like discrimination. And very flat, 
characters, not flat chest, uh, flat, just flat characters with yeah. no uh, much personality, but Norwegian. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun to watch. I'm not sure what that says about me, but it's a fun movie. And I love Mad Mickelson. Okay, I'm okay. I'm signed up for that. He's a. I watched about a season of that um, Hannibal show. And he's good in it. Yeah, that guy's uh, under underappreciated as a yeah, actor. I think so. I think he's a, you know, he should be more famous than he yeah. is. Yep. And the funny thing, though, he's got this movie called Polar. He also has another movie coming out soon called Arctic. <laughs> totally different concepts, though. The, the Arctic one, where he's uh, playing crash in the Arctic, and now he has to survive. So it's a survival type movie. On so that he, one. he's like okay. a, it is a his uh, was it. Liam ne- ne- Liam Nielsen phase Neeson phase where he's just like doing various transportation movies like Liam Neeson was like uh, fighting people on a on a plane then on a uh, on a bus I want to say on a train then a train and this guy just in various <laughs> cold climates it's Liam Neeson <laughs> Doctor Seuss <laughs> I will not fight you on a train or a plane or well, in the he, rain he will though yes he will fight that's yes. the thing yes okay uh, Bo what have you been watching uh, so I uh, am following with the Isaac Asimov Foundation trilogy. Um, and I would say that um, this is one of the few series of books that I've read where it actually gets better as you go through the trilogy. Are you on the third book now? I'm on the third book Holy right cow, now. Holy cow, you're fast. So, well, I mean, <laughs> I I listened to That's it. That's what? It's, uh, so, it's, it's, uh, so it goes. So the trilogy. So if you are wanting to get into the Isaac Asimov uh, book universe, it's not very straightforward. So the order that people suggest reading is essentially like, Start with his books from the 80s, then go from those books that he wrote in the 50s and kind of bounce around a little bit like that. Which is and, why I think I read the third book first. Yeah. And so it's it's not very straightforward of like what books read. But the Foundation Trilogy goes uh, Foundation, uh, Foundation and Empire, and then the second Foundation. And so I'm on the book, The Second Foundation. Foundation. And uh, essentially it talks about um, now the universe, or at least the, the portion of the universe has been taken over by a mutant. And now he's going to try to take over the second second foundation. Apocalypse, uh, <laughs> the mule. It's, I mean, he 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 can bend people's uh, will essentially. So I don't know if that's he's more like a Professor X that was you know like if a Professor X was uh, bent on a power you know they're, they're out there I think they're it's, out uh, there he's out there Quentin Quill or something like that or yeah. maybe uh, no he's a good guy now is he eh, whatever yeah. okay um, and uh, one other thing. So I did watch a movie. Ooh. Ooh! So last night I was like, "Should I do art or watch a movie?" And I was like, "I really want to watch this one movie, and it's called Suspiria." I don't know if you've ever oh, heard of it. No. Oh no! Oh no! I've heard of this. I haven't heard of this. Okay, so um, I I don't know if this could be too many spoilers, but it's movie in Germany. Spoiler! It's in Germany. Um, nine, nine, and uh, I would say how many stars out of ten? Uh, how many stars out of ten? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to about seven. Or seven and a half. But, <laughs> so for us, subtract five. <laughs> Nine. Yeah, it's an independent film. And I want to say that the movie, uh, I thought it was going to be more kind of out there, but it had a pretty coherent storyline. And, and Is it, it was, in German? Like subtitles? Yeah, it's it's half German, half English, and some French. All right. And uh, <laughs> so it's about a, uh, there is a dance uh, troupe over in, in Berlin, Germany in the 70s. And... Um, <laughs> The, there's something fascinated yeah and so there's something um evil at the heart of this dance troupe and so on. and it kind of kind of goes to that and it's uh it's it's an indie movie <laughs> well let me see the picture no that's not the picture Go yeah back. so that's dakota uh dakota johnson uh vehicle right. and uh the the only like the movie's good the ending is good 
except for you can tell that it's an independent film and they didn't have enough budget to make it uh, uh, really good. Yeah. And so that's kind of the thing that you, you kind of get to. Um, it's, uh, it's got your girl in it, Lance. Who is my girl? I got a lot of them. Yeah, the There's girl like, from Kick-Ass. Oh, yeah. I do like her. But she's not in it enough. Like, I saw it, I was like, she's in the very beginning and she's kind of in the end and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so I would say. Doctor Strange's mentors in here. Yeah. Tilda Swinton. I saw the movie. I have a newfound appreciation for Tilda Swinton. I think she's a phenomenal actress. A lot of big actors in this uh, independent movie. Yeah. That is about it, though. No. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. So uh, those those three decoded. Uh, and um, it's. I would I would highly recommend you watch the movie and then you find out who played the characters and I was like because I was watching on Amazon Prime and uh, they do the X ray or whatever oh yeah, yeah and yeah. I was like watching this one scene and I was like wait Tilda Swinton's in this scene nah and I was like wait a second what so good makeup then huh yeah well I didn't you you, you kind of see something's amiss and then Are they were wearing eyes wide shut masks uh, no, not quite <laughs> but you watch it and I don't want to spoil that for you because I I kind of want it to be kind of a nice surprise mm, I would say uh, not for everybody. Uh, but good movie. What I think that's a general you're, disclaimer you're, for your stuff. Yeah. Your German French yeah. language independent you, movie yeah. based on a haunted dance studio is not for everybody. Well, <laughs> if you if you like, so if you like, shouldn't tell the hood about that one. If you, <laughs> right, if you like the Black Swan, if you like Black Swan, I do like Black Swan. And if you like, uh, let the right one in the Swedish, the Norwegian version of it, right? Mm-hmm. Then you like this. Movie. And you like the lobster. <laughs> and you like the lobster. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, on to more mainstream uh, media. I saw Assassin's Creed, <laughs> the Escape Room movie. Oh, hey, mm-hmm. how was that? I wanted to see that. It, um, as the new crop of, we're just trying to scare you thriller movies go. It's one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the cast was good. Um, it was the story was good enough. It, it was it was a very competent vehicle. Like if you like any of those um, movies, were like the ghost. It's dragging the lady under the uh, the bed or whatever. This is this movie's good. Like you you will like this movie. <laughs> so, the Escape Room. If you if you were inclined to like it, you will like it. So there's my advice for you on Escape Room. Awesome. All righty. All right. Anybody else got anything? No, I'm good over here. All right. Uh, All right. We won't cut along this episode. So. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, if you would, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us get uh, more popular, uh, and it spreads the word so that it would be like a public service. You know, we were talking about public service earlier. So if you like the show, spreading it around to other people is like a way of you doing good for them, right? That's how that logic works, right, guys? Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. So leave us five-star reviews. Um, tell a friend. And, uh, yeah, until next time, thank you for listening so much. Uh, We'll be back on the next episode of The Junto Show. Until then, I'm Lance. I'll be Johnny. And I'm Bo. See ya.